Well, welcome. Welcome to this Bible Bakes call. Can you believe like what time of May it already is? It's it's like it's it's like going by turtle speed, but then it's not. Like obviously. I'm so happy that you're here. Let me get us started right by praying. And then we're gonna get going. Hi, I'll get this big purple thing out of the chat and we will get going. Oh, precious Jesus, I love you so much. Lord, thank you for all the little things, Lord God, that you allow in our lives. Regardless of how we see them, Lord, you have them there for some reason. And I praise you for that because you know better than we do. You know more. You have a plan that we couldn't possibly understand because our minds are not like yours, Lord God. But you allow us just those little glimmers of hope and knowledge and direction, Lord God, to keep moving forward. You didn't say, pray to me once, and then that's all you have to do for the rest of your life. You said daily. You are daily bread, Lord God. Everything to you in prayer. I believe you did that first and foremost to keep us connected to you, but so that we would have a relationship with you. Lord, you are so much more interested in our relationship than anything about silly religion. You are so much more interested in our relationship with you than even the work we do for you and for others, Lord God, that someday might come to know you, Lord God. Please let us all keep the main thing, the main thing, Lord God, which is a real relationship with you, our holy, heavenly Father. Jesus, I love you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for these ladies. I thank you for those that are listening now and later. And I just lift up to you, Lord God, all those people that we have right now in our hearts and our minds, Lord God, we have friends and sisters going through hard times. We have friends, sisters, and family members, Lord God, even sick, going through surgeries, things of this nature, Lord God. And I just pray that you would go before them. You would be there with them and that you would go after them. Jesus, I love you. And I just thank you for the things that you show us and things you remind us of, Lord, just when we are disciplined enough to quieten our mind, quiet our world, and sit at your feet, Lord. Oh my gosh, we shouldn't do it for the reward, Lord God, but the reward that you give us for taking the time to be still in front of you. It's almost unexplainable, Lord. The day's different. Our hearts are different. Our minds are different. Our responses and reactions are different, Lord God, and that's key. All because of you, precious, holy, Lord of Lord and King of Kings. I love you so much, sweet Jesus. Amen. You guys, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to jump right into what God, I feel God is telling me to share with you. Sometimes you guys, we talk about like what we're doing in our Bible study or like, you know, kind of random funny things. Or what are y'all thinking? God has really been putting it on my heart, connection. And while that's probably not the best term for it, we start to wither away without connection. We start to move away, even if we don't realize it, without connection. God designed connection for a reason. And I'm not just talking about like girlfriend to girlfriend or, or husband and wife. I'm, I'm talking about our connection, not only to him, but to stay deeply rooted in his word, whatever means possible. A very worldly kind of metaphor for this is to think about a laptop, okay? Let's pretend we're all laptops and we just got finished being fully charged. Like I think about when I used to have a Dell laptop and, and by the way, I'm not judging whatever laptop you had, but I had a Dell and I killed it on that Dell. I mean, like I would hold the top up and it had one cord holding the bottom to it. Like, don't tell me I ain't been working. And my, my husband would be like, you are a, 
electronics killer. And I'm like, because I actually use them. And I'm, but I remember when I begged him to finally get me a Mac or an Apple. So we got me an Apple laptop. And by the way, no judgment on whatever you prefer, but I was blown away that when I opened my Apple, it immediately came up. I, there was no time to get it to, I mean, it almost sound like, like dial up or something when I opened my Dell. And I'm sure Dells are great now. This was years ago, but that computer. And then when I got the Apple, I was like, holy cannoli, this is amazing. Open the door and I'm like, you know, and then that battery would last forever, it seemed. So put ourselves in that mind that we're laptops. Well, in the beginning, I love seeing that 100%, 98, 87%. Oh, I got days. I got days. And even on your, maybe your phone or your iPad, it kind of looks like that. But the farther we are from electricity, the farther that laptop gets, the more we put on that laptop, the more we do, the more things we ask of it, upload something, download something, try to, oh my gosh, just your pictures alone. I mean, that you know takes up so much of it. And after a while, we start looking at, you know, that little bar that shows us how much power it has. And it starts getting in the 30s and 40s and 20s. And then if you do have uh, an Apple, you know that it starts telling you about 6% dread. You got 6%. You got 5% girl. You better get plugged up or it's going to get back. And like that is like a really worldly kind of metaphor to what I want to share with you today. Let me read two things for you. By the way, I'm reading you this from, y'all, and I'm really bad about getting in one book and then leaving. I'm, I'm always in like three books. It's called Jesus in me. I, and I thank God that I am allowed to have a personality like that, but I'm like, I don't know, over halfway through. And I, I like to go really slow with these books that I think are going to be like paramount, you know? And I just love her. I love how she, this is, um, um, and Graham Lott. So obviously Billy Graham's daughter, by the way, she looks almost just like him. If you look at her picture, you're like, Oh my gosh, but in a pretty way, of course. Um, but what we're getting into is not only the idea of connection, but this book is about the Holy Spirit. Okay. And God has really been pushing so much of the Holy Spirit on my heart. And when I say that, I just mean, he keeps reminding me of him and thinking about him and how he's our counselor and our connector here and, and how, you know, just from a very personal standpoint for me, I feel so alone and, I, and I'm not lonely. Please don't get me wrong, but I'm usually having a very large man in my house all the time, messing my house up, you know, and I miss him. Like, mm, like you can't even imagine. And so I'm like, I can't be uh, 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 selfish. I have to realize that I not only had him, but I have the Holy Spirit. And that's what I keep trying to focus on. Well, the Holy Spirit over and over in the Bible is referred to as like fire. Like don't pin out the Spirit's fire. Talks a lot about that. And so in this little section, I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Because she talks a lot of the stuff about what he does. He being the Holy Spirit. This is in reference to how he ignites us. So going with what I'm talking about with the laptop and how we must stay connected, that doesn't, I'm not, it's not one basic form of connection, but connection is key. Let me tell you, let me read you this little story. Tradition says that in the olden days before electricity and gas related conveniences, if someone wanted to have light or warmth in their village or at their cook stove, um, there was a place in the central courtyard of most villages um, that there was a fire that kept burning for this purpose. If people needed light or warmth or a fire to cook with, they would take things out to this central fire and take some of the fire. Now, there was a 
there was a critical job that was that of the village firekeeper. If for any reason the firekeeper allowed the fire to go out or a strong wind rose and blew it out or rain came and drenched and there was no fire or he went to sleep, he would be killed. This fire was of that most importance for everyone there. Throughout the Bible, fire is used to describe the Holy Spirit. One of the things he does is he's not only, he sets our hearts on fire, but he keeps us going. One more part. This is a young man who went off to college and he used to be really involved in church. And he loved his pastor and his kind of youth group. So he goes to visit an old pastor. I'm just going to try to paraphrase. It's a little bit of a long story. It's like Christmas break. Well, the pastor's older and he's sitting in his study with a fire crackling. And the pastor says, so have you found a church where you're going to school? And the young man says, no, I don't really feel that I need church anymore. My faith is very strong. Uh, it's strong enough without it. My studies and ac activities really don't give me time, but I feel I've learned enough. The old pastor sat there for a minute, quietly reached and pulled out one of the blazing fire logs and put it out on the hearth. He folded his hands and remained silent. Finally, the young man was wondering what was going on. It almost appeared as if the old pastor had dozed off. So the young man quietly rose to walk away. And the pastor says, where are you going? And he said, oh, I, I thought you had fallen asleep. And the pastor said, no, I was just watching this log go from a flaming piece of wood. Now, it's, now, to, now that it's brightly turned out, the fire has gone out. Son, do you not know you are like this log? If you expect your faith to stay on fire, then you need to be in fellowship with other believers now until Jesus calls you home. I bring this to you today because I always want to give you meat, like food, not baby food, you know, real food. And I think that we all need to take a deep breath and think, what? does God want me to hear from this? What God wants me to hear is that I, gotta, I need to receive and that I've got to stay connected. And not only that, I have to seek other ways to stay connected and to keep more and more and more Jesus in me. Because I think many of us, I mean, yo, I see the same faces here. You guys get it. You know that being connected. You know that his word is imperative. You know that it, it is like food to you. It is like breath. It is like oxygen and, and water. It is to me. But I think we get very pompous or we get very type A. And I am very much that way in most, most subjects. I don't think I'm better. I don't think that we think we're better. I just think we think, oh, I'm good. I got it. This is what I'm doing today. But then we feel ourselves moving away or our life starts happening and we cannot figure out how to maneuver. What I want you to hear from this today, or what I pray that you will hear, is what are you doing to actively seek? And I know that times are still kind of weird. We don't know what's moving forward. I live in Texas, so we're kind of open. But then again, the elderly, it's a very, very, very difficult. Like, they still don't want elderly out shopping and licking the fingers and touching the carts, you know, and stuff at the grocery store, which all my mom wants to do is go to the grocery store. So mom, we can't. 
Um, and I gave her like 10 rules. If you, okay, if we go to the grocery store, it's what you have to do. And I sent her the 10 rules and she sent back to me, ha, ha, ha. My mom, piece of work. Mom, you can't touch your face and lick your fingers. And you got her a mask. She uh, wears her mask. And I must share this with you because I really think you'll think it's funny. So I had to send this picture to her. Like, God love her. And I mean, she's 80, but like, you know, she's been in two comas. And so she's just a little, like a little kind of what? And so it has it, mom, put your mask on. She goes, okay. Like it's here. The mom, what? she goes, what? I'm like, oh, oh, for the love. But anyway, so that being said, we, but we still can't go to church. And I love our church that we go to, but you know what I miss, miss? I miss sitting in a room with women. I miss that. I mean, you know, of course, cool, non-judgmental, fun women that are zero drama. But you know what I mean? I miss that. And I desperately want to seek that when this opens. And I mean, I'm even like, for those of us that live kind of close, I mean, I'm even thinking maybe we do my house. I don't know. But my whole point in bringing this to you is we cannot stop meeting. And I'm not saying we're stopping anything, but I mean, in general, we cannot. We must stay connected. And I know that you've, you've, you've heard the scripture before about us, you know, not stopping meeting. I'm trying to find the exact scripture. One moment. Okay. I'll find it for you in just one second. But basically what God is commanding us is that we need to meet. And I know like sometimes we don't want to. And sometimes it's like, oh, my love, loving encouragement. If that is how you feel, I think you got to find your place. Because some people love, like my neighbor, Jack and Ying, we love them. By the way, Ying says she's a Buddhist. She's the most Christian Buddhist I've ever met. And she is almost number one on my prayer list every day. I adore that woman, but I'm like, please, Jesus, I beg you, get a hold of her. And like her kids go to the Christian church and her husband goes to Christian church. And it's a whole nother thing. But like Jack, for instance, he kind of grew up Catholic. And he, while he doesn't go to a Catholic church, he likes that. Like he likes the uh, kind of the, the way in which they go to church. That's all I'm going to say. But if that drives you batty and you don't feel it, you got to find somewhere else. And I say this out of love to you. I have found the places that light my fire where I feel there's nothing wasted, where I feel nothing is religious, nothing as we do this because it's what we've always done. I like the places that lift this thing up right here. This is what we're going to talk about today. This is what God says, whether you like it or not, this is what his word says. We're going to believe everything in this book because it's all true. It's not true. And to me, I get it. I'm like, we sing, we pray, we, you know, we, we talk about the Bible and then we leave. So my loving encouragement to you is if you get that, uh, like you don't want to go, which I think we all do sometimes because we got to get up and get dressed. And, and I love it, by the way, that we don't have to like get dressed, dressed. I mean, I used to go to sleep every Saturday night with pink curlers in my hair. Can I get an amen? Pink curlers in my hair. I remember like taking my mom, I brushed my hair. <laughs> anyway, so our relationship, our desire to stay connected has to stay on fire. We can never let that plug, that electricity within us go so far out, we have nothing left. We have to plug back in. We have to be that log that always has a fire on it, has a flame on it somehow, some way. And much of that has to do with our discipline to seek. And yes, that means in our own relationship. Yes, that means us going before his feet every day, finding that place to and just go. But also it does mean somehow meeting with 
others. I'm going to pause. Does anyone have any comments or thoughts or suggestions or questions on this topic? And I'm going to find that scripture. Please. And feel free to be honest because sometimes I don't like to go to church, y'all. And it, it's not that I want to go to church. Yeah, go, go. Hi, Allison. Hi, how are you? Um, so I went to the same church for about seven and a half years, and I, I loved that church. I loved the people. The pastor was a very dynamic speaker. Um, he brought thousands of people to the Lord. <clears throat> and in the end, we found out that he was behaving in some really atrocious ways, and it was very sad. And, I mean, it, it crushed the church. Divorces yep. happened. People split as yep. friends. It, it caused division. It was really awful. And he never would accept responsibility. But he was a human being. He wasn't Jesus, you know. And I have honestly not plugged myself into a church firmly since then. And... I just want you to know how much I appreciate this group. It can actually make me cry because this is my fire right now. This is, this is it. This is, yeah, this is where I come every week. And when I have to miss it, it, it hurts a little bit because this is where I'm getting fed right now. And I do have a church that I will go to. Of course, I'm in California. Churches are just opening up this week. We're not allowed to sing. We're not allowed. There's not, you're not allowed to have more than, yeah, no worship. That's actually mandated. Um, no more than 100 people, and our congregation is 1,500, so I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. But anyway, so I won't be going back right away is what I'm trying to say. And it's a very married, family-oriented church, so sometimes I feel a little awkward yep. there, if yep. I'm honest. Absolutely. Yeah, you feel that? And so, anyway... I just love you guys, and I thank you, Mindy, for being here and for and for holding this space because it's everything for me. Well, I love y'all so much, but please know it's Jesus because I I don't I don't know which way I'm going. Sometimes, to be honest, I mean, just because of all the stuff on my shoulders, you know, right now. Um, yeah, um, but you show up, and and that's that's all I need. And I put makeup on for you. Yes, which is, which is like one day a week. I'm not kidding. No, today today I'm always like. Okay, what we're going to do, because I'm clothed and I have makeup on. Okay, let me read the scripture. It's Hebrews 10, 25. I know you've heard it before, and you may have others, but let us not give up meeting together, as some in there are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So encouragement, being here for one another is key. One of the reasons I want to do these small groups so desperately, and even if they're five strong, we're doing it. And it just is an avenue. And let me just give you a great example. So within the within the uh, founders group, we have an app and it's called Group Me, which is the one we'll be doing our small groups with. But just the random little things that happen, it's not a structured, we'd say this every day, but like, you know, Yossi will throw something in. And then, then, then I'm like, hey, you guys, one of my girlfriends just found her son and he's in the hospital. He got in a... Um, yeah, alcoholic coma. And he's like 16. You know what I mean? Like, oh. And so, I mean, I mean, like everything's just, let's get in and pray. You know, someone else is like, hey, I'm having surgery today. Okay, let's pray. And it just is like this extra girlfriend connection where we all get each other and we all know what's going on. It's like those one or two text message strands maybe that you have that these are just your friends, your girls, you know what I mean? But it's with Jesus. And it changes, I feel, my strength on a very real level when you don't feel like you have 
anybody. And I don't mean that at all in a rude way, but you know, we're all doing our own things and that I can pick up my phone at midnight and read it. I pick my, you know what I mean? And it's a way that we can encourage each other. And that's exactly what God's word says we are supposed to do. So we cannot stop meeting, but also the spirit, I think it's just something that uh, we, in addition to this, we must start, I just think tapping into him more and maybe you do, but even reading this book, you guys, oh my gosh, I mean, he's our helper right here, right now. I mean, he's here with us. And it's funny because, you know, when I, I was, one of my mentors, her name is Miss Cora. I adore her. So I was saying, when, you know, I come to, you know, Jesus's presence. I think of him here, you know, God here, reverse that if, you know, cause I'm here, but God, Jesus sitting at the right hand. And I said, the Holy Spirit over here. And she was like, well, I mean, I, I mean, the Holy Spirit can be anywhere he wants. But she said, why is he up there with them like that? I'm like, well, cause I put him there. And she goes, well, if he's our helper and here on earth, I'm like, well, yes. I said, but I just feel like when I pray, he's up there too. She's like, well, he's everywhere. But I just thought it was funny. She goes, well, why is he up there? I'm like, you know, she's just so funny like that. But anyway, you know, moving into more about the Holy Spirit, one of, I love that the Bible refers to him as fire. I mean, just think about fire. Fire so, so much is wrapped up in, especially in, in like a metaphor for fire. And one of my favorite, uh, you know, scriptures is, is about not putting out the Spirit's fire and how, you know, the Spirit can, can, um, but, but we are keepers of the fire. Let me read this other thing to you. I underlined. We are commanded, do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not quench his fire through willful, sinful, and disobedient ways. Don't neglect him by rushing through or skipping being all together. Your daily prayer time or Bible reading is important. Guard your heart from the overwhelming pressure to conform to the world around you. I've thought so many times, I feel like, you know, like I get Jovette in a really big way because she just, yeah, whatever. And my mom said that, you know, I was always the always happy baby. Like I just was never upset. Um, I grew up the last of five kids. When you grow up the last of five kids, um, we, there were seven of us in a three bedroom, two bathroom house, if you can imagine. And you, you don't get stuff you want. And I, I'm, and by the way, doesn't matter. But I was always so happy because anything that was different or new to me was exciting because it was just the same thing every night. And I love my mom to death, but it was not, you know, oh, you're going to go do this today, whatever. And um, when I would get like my sister's clothes, the hand-me-downs, oh my God, I was so fine, y'all. I was so fine. So fine from all those hand-me-down clothes. And it just was one of those things. And so when I started growing older, I just imagined that everyone would love me the way my sisters and my mom and dad did, you know, my brother. And you find out that's not true. <laughs> and I, when, when I would be doing something I, and what I felt was completely right and large and funny and loud, whatever, and people would say mean things, be, I, would, I would be like, why are they so mean? And then I would remember, because you know, I became a Christian at 12. And I really started digging into, he's my go-to because first of all, these people are rude. They hurt my feelings and they think I'm dumb. I'm like, but Jesus doesn't think of any of those things. So especially when I got in high school and college, I really started adopting scripture like as part of my day, part of my life. Had them all over my room. I got in trouble because I used my dad's colored printer to print off scriptures. If you remember when colored printers came out, it was a big deal. He made me buy him a new cartridge. And I was, it, was like, it was like he cut off my left hand. I'm like, dad, it's, it's Jesus. He's like, I need it for work. Anyway. And so I started adopting it. And like when someone will be rude, I remember I'd go, you can't put out the spirit's fire. Like inside me, I'd put out the spirit's fire. Because it was 
part of my love for him and just the joy that he had given me. You know what I mean? And it was, yeah, I'm sure it was super nerdy and super annoying, but that's beside the point. Like, like wouldn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? So I think about that a lot, even now when people poo-poo ideas, I'm sorry, that's our terms around here, you know, or when they, you are excited about something, you share something, and by the way, don't ever share anything on Facebook. I just love you too much. Just don't, just don't. It could be the best thing in the whole world. And there'd be someone at a left field and you're like, what? But you don't need their approval type of thing. But anyway, long story short, that's what I always thought about with like the spirit. He gives us this fire for living or these fire for things you love that is just like this cool, neat way about it. And without him, we wouldn't have that. And I think that's something we have to remind ourselves all the time is to not let any words of others or circumstances put out the spirit's fire because that's exactly what the evil one wants. Does anyone have any comments or thoughts on that? I think I might have a comment real quick, Mindy. Bring it. Hi, Patty. Patty. Hi. Um, I love it. I'm getting so fired up. It reminds me of the verse, like, um, how Jesus doesn't put out a flickering light. You know, like, don't let anybody dim your light. It's like the same thing. And going back to what you were mentioning about um, don't neglect meeting together. Um, I kind of studied trauma a little bit for my own like healing journey and for things I volunteer with. Sure. And we don't realize neglect is a form of abuse. Yes, it is. And when you're in relationships and you need your relationships to be healthy, yeah. like you don't neglect your relationship. You don't mm-hmm. neglect meeting together. You don't neglect connecting. Right. And neglect people and how people are, other people are feeling or even just ignore somebody. Like if our, like a lot of us are moms. If right. we see our kid crying in a corner. Neglect. We're yeah. not going to not go check on them and see what happened. What's wrong? Right. I'm not going to encourage you. Anything like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny. So we're talking about different churches and issues with that and just being real and being authentic. I saw this meme on Facebook the other day and it was with church and it was talking about why are you complaining about needing to wear a mask when you go to church? You didn't wear them every Sunday. <gasps> I Ooh, where's the mic? I can drop it. It was like so, wow. it was so true. Wow. And you know, and, and I'm sure we've all been guilty of that. Sure. You want to put your best foot forward when you go to church and you don't want your kids to act up and you want to look all nice. <laughs> But you've got to also be real with people when you're having issues. Or else when you go and you're wearing a mask, you're not going to feel like you're connected with anybody because you didn't let them see um, the real stuff, the real side, you know. Um, you've got to have a place where you can actually, and it's, maybe it's just a small circle. You don't have to yeah. go on the podium and tell everybody your business. So <laughs> there's be, um, yeah, take it off. And this is me, yeah. You know, like Jesus had his his two or three that were in his inner circle tight, yeah. as the disciples mm-hmm. and then the crowds, you know? So we have to have that inner circle that we can be real with and our mask can come off, you know? True. No, I, and I love that you brought that up because I, I just, I have a, I, have a, I don't have a good capacity for fake. Now, not my eyelashes, of course, and things like that. But, <laughs> but I mean, in general, I, I I've tried to, <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I just don't have it. And my, my sisters used to always say, you know, fix your face because if, even if someone came in like in something that like freaked me out, I'm like, they'd be like, what you are thinking is readable, you know, right here. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just have always been like kind of animated and stuff. And so like when it comes to church, I totally get it. But I remember the first time I cried in church, I was like so embarrassed and I felt so bad. And then I'm like, wait a minute. 
Why am I worried about what these humans think? I've got to be worried about what Jesus thinks. And he already knows what I've done. He already knows what I feel. He knows what's happening in my life. So it's like I just want to. So the two churches that we go to, we mainly go to the small one at our school right now because we, you know, we love that guy. But at where Lee's, um, you know, a celebration was, that's Koinonia. That's pastors who lives two houses over. I've never been. Now, now I don't know maybe what other people experience there, but like, seriously, please come and see me and we'll go together. Like Suzanne, we should probably go very soon. Liz, we should go very soon because there is, at least for me there, there's no capacity to fake it. You can't. Like you would have to be locked up in like a bulletproof box. You know what I mean? Like a like kryptonite or something just to not feel it. The, the spirit is so real there. And like, there's no pretense, at least that I can see. And I mean, like, there's just these stairs that go up. I've been on those stairs so many times. Whew. And like when Lick was, sorry, I said Lick. This is really sad. Lee is my husband. Rick is Andrew's dad. So I just said Lick combination. Please forgive me. So when <laughs> Lee was getting really sick, I went up there and I was just standing there, you know, just like all by myself. Like, God, I love you. Please help me. Just get me through this. I don't know what to do next. And pastor comes up to me, Ronnie. Hello. We know him as Ronnie. And he just goes, I'm supposed to pray for you right now. And just starts praying in my ear. I mean, like to be part of a place that is so in tune and it just is listening. And that church, one of the things I love so much about it, you guys, there's very little tradition. They get in and they're real. Y'all, they talk about abortion. They talk about my baby's daddy. They talk about, you know, welfare. They talk about stealing, you know, like, like they talk about prison. They talk about all the stuff that is real. You know what I mean? And, 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 and they're screaming kids all over that place. And I love it. Cause I mean, you know what I mean? This is my life. If I can't come here and be real, then where am I going to do it? So who didn't mean to get on that tangent, but y'all, it's, it's imperative. Number one, that we meet and that we stay connected, but we also, or, and we also need a place. I mean, this is as live as a lot of us can get right now, but to be with others and to just say, God, show me what it is you have for me right now is imperative. But I want to go back to what Allison was saying is as much y'all, everybody that's not Jesus is human period. And we are never supposed to put 100% of our faith in any human. Even the ones we marry, we love them, but y'all were human. They can't put hundred percent of in it because I'm going to let them down sometimes. And I'm not, probably not going to mean to, but I will. And I've heard that story so many times and I hate it, but they are human. And I can imagine what's pulling at them. And then the devil, you know, the devil just wants them. If I make you fall, then it's going to make all these people not believe. You know what I mean? You think of that stuff. But I think the big picture is God protect me, protect my heart. I want to open up, but also just always remind me that everyone's human. Because I do believe, I mean, I think I've told you this before. I have been the worst I've ever been hurt, which by the way, I don't allow people, you know, to get in there anymore. But the worst I've ever been hurt is by Christians. And it was in, you know, the church when I found out my first husband was cheating on me. And uh, I told them I was going for divorce. And like, I had many people stop talking to me. And I was just like, what? You know, this was the weirdest thing. But it was eye-opening. And I, I'm not mad at them and I do not hate them. But God used a very painful situation to say, I love you. And these people can be helps, but you have no other avenue. It, it should always come back to me. Thoughts on that? Comments on that or anything even remotely close to that? Hey, this is Joe Hi, honey. 
Y'all doing, ladies? Y'all look beautiful as ever. You do too in your robe, girl. Well, it's my um my blanket, and then when oh, it's yes. hot, it's just sometimes it happens. I'm just going to take it off. Got it. I am a strong believer in church, first of all. That is always in my thing. I was raised, uh, I don't know, this isn't it. I look at her, I'm like, this isn't it. This can't be it. I'm, I, I'm just not. So when I got saved, I was in the Marine Corps, and I called my mom, I'm like, what? <laughs> she's just like, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know, but he's in my heart. And I was the first one to get saved. So the, the family, you know, they were just a little off. They're all saved now, thank God. But they were off, set by, you know, like, what is he talking about? So that's when I went over to non-denomination, no religion at all. I loved it. Raised my kids like that. But whenever I would go to a new duty station, I would actually pray like they were. And I look at the, I was apparently uh, into, they had non-denomination, charismatic, I like jumping churches. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, tell me where I need to go because I believe churches are, are a big thing. And I'll look through the list and I'll go visit. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Go to the next one. And then I would literally feel God like, right here. This is where I want you. I'm like, oh, okay. And I would stay there for the rest of my time. And each of the churches that I went to were very small, very small, very petite. I loved it. We were like family and all that other stuff. When I came to my church here, uh, 2003, I went in. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say, This is where I want you. I'm like, Oh, no, no, no. Mm-mm. These people are way too quiet for me. I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna scare these people. Yes, exactly. And he, he kind of confirmed, like, she was like, Uh huh. And you know, I don't know if y'all know how. Look, my relationship with God is completely different from everybody else. And he's like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, okay, okay. All right, so this is what I can choose. I'm just like, I want to stay here. I'm like, I'm going to be the only one dancing and jumping around. And he's like, I'm the only one raising their hands. And I ended up having to stay here for 10 years. And each time, I'm like, can I leave now, Lord? Can I leave now, Lord? Yep. But I say that to say, just pray about it. Wherever God wants you. Do this. We have uh, yellow pages back then. Yep, I remember. And went through the yellow pages. Just ask God where he wants you. Now, I am blessed with the church I'm in that. Now, right now, he's a veteran. Air Force veteran. Love him. His wife is the bomb. We call it a mosh pit, but it's not really a mosh pit. Mm. That's right. Well, that's why the young kids are jumping. This is the point. <laughs> But their kids will be jumping. I'll get out there, and I'll come back, and my hair was long back then. And my husband's just like looking. He goes, "Did you have fun?" <laughs> but, but the pastor's wife was in the mosh pit with us. So I love it. Well, and I love that you said that because you do. And God will show. Just like when you read something, God show me what it is you have for me. But we also have to be disciplined and have the patience to try, um, and, and and to kind of go just seeking what it is you know you want. Um, so I think it's very easy to, to be like, well, I don't want that. I don't want that, whatever, you know, but uh, w- with no judgment, but with also, this is what I'm looking for kind of type of thing. And you have to go, cause you know, we have to be fed somewhere. We have to just like take off the mask and take off the jacket and be, where can I go to be fed? You know, what can I do? And it does take time. I do love hearing what other people say, but I also feel you know, a little bit like what Jovette says. I feel like I have a different relationship with God, which y'all, we all do. Cause it's, you know, it's based on who he's made us to be, 
but it's like, God knows I got to have, you know, certain things and I, I just want to go, but in the back of my head, and I think he's reminding me of this, everybody is still a human there and they don't know what you know. And, you know, they don't have the relationship you have, or they haven't been through what you've been through. So we also have to go with grace, of course, waiting for Jesus to speak to us, but also go with grace. I wonder if you would just write these down. These are more scriptures on just the Holy Spirit's fire. You can, of course, Google some of these if you want, but Matthew 311 is talking about baptizing with the Holy Spirit and fire. Romans 8.11. Let's do Acts 1.8, talking more about the Holy Spirit. John 14.26. And some, a lot of these are about the Holy Spirit as well, too. 1 Corinthians 12.13. Romans 8.9. Y'all, that one's like basically saying, well, if you don't have the Spirit, then you're not of me. Period but it's important. Let me give you just a couple more, please. Acts 1-5. Luke 3-16, that's actually a, 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 one of the disciples telling like one of the stories from, you know, like how the, the, the Jesus' birth is told kind of in a couple different gospels. This is one of the stories about Jesus getting baptized, I believe, by John the Baptist. 1 Thessalonians 5-19, that's one, do not quench the spirit. Mm-hmm. Let me give you just maybe two more. Oh, John 16, 13. Mm, I love that one so much. And then Ephesians 4, 30, one of my favorites. Let me read John 16, 13. And I'm going to finish with Ephesians 4, 30. So John 16, 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. <laughs> For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come because he's from God. And then Ephesians 4.30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Which is a lot like putting out the Holy Spirit's fire. And by the way, there's many, many more, but those are really good ones referring to the Holy Spirit. So that, that's the main thing I wanted to tell you today other than I got this top. Like, how cute is it? It's so, like, look, just this little bit of lace for giving on the Amazon, and I think it was $19. If you're interested in that link, I'm sure I can find it for you and put it on there. But um, I like things like that. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray and pause, and then we can talk for just a minute more. So if you would, bow down your head with me, bow your head with me, and let's just <sighs> praise God for this time. Jesus, I love you so much. Thank you for this time. Thank you so much for allowing us the helper. Thank you, Lord God, that he is fire and that he's given us the fire to tap into through him, Lord God. And please just let us be reminded daily that we cannot go and live and live out our purpose and do what we're supposed to do, Lord God, without the connection. We will soon peter out. We will soon lose that energy. We will soon lose that fire. Lord, help us find ways to do it that we like and look forward to and that we discipline ourselves and to make ourselves get into that. Lord, I thank you for this group. I thank you for this time. I pray that everyone that is a babe will tap in and that they can see what this is and how this can feed our hearts, Lord God, and be such, such a point for us, Lord God, that we all need. I pray as churches start opening. I pray as things start opening, Lord God, that we'll just find 
a way to still move forward and function under your grace, Lord God, even in the differences. I pray for my mom, Lord God. God love her. I love her so much. She just, I don't know, Lord, you know what's going on there. And I have, I've got to be respectful to her, Lord. And I'm also her helper, but I need your help, God, because it is not easy. And I lift up other situations, Lord, that my sisters have that are similar to that. Maybe a family member, maybe a boss, maybe someone they help or work with, Lord God, that, that, that make things difficult, Lord. You have us there for a reason. I lift up our friends that are hurting. I lift up our sisters that maybe have children that are hurting, children that are transitioning, moving into different areas. I pray for all the, the moms that have children maybe that are graduating or moving on. It's such a weird, strange feeling. I pray for those of us that are married. I pray that you will just fortify our marriages. I pray that we will take the time to pray for our spouse, that we will take the time to pray about when we need to speak to them about something, that we will be smart enough and have the patience and want your guidance and and for you to go before us enough that we will ask, when is the right time to talk about this, God? I ask for that for any areas of our life. I pray for those of us that are hurting, Lord God, those of us that have lost someone. I pray for my children, Lord God. I pray for those kids that have lost a spouse, I'm sorry, a parent, and then the, the, the parent that have lost that spouse, Lord, please be our, please be my husband. Lord, please be my boy's father. And anyone that has a situation like that, I pray that upon them, Lord God, because we can still have a wonderful life with you leading us. I pray that, Lord God, it's the only thing I know. I lift up all the other prayer requests, those things right now that are circling in our minds and our hearts. Pray for our own mental welfare, Lord God, in general, but also during this time. Lord, mental, our mental stability, Lord God, it's been on my heart so much. This is not easy, Lord, and and all of the anxiety and the things that are wrapped up in this, I pray that you would come and take control. You would take control of our thoughts and our emotions and give us a plan just for each day, Lord God. And that we can pray to you at night and come back to you first thing in the morning. And that you'll give us a plan for that day. And we can pray to you each night, come to you the next morning and so on. I know you will, Lord God, because you promised that you will. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for this day. Amen. Thank you, guys. I love you all so much.